Hello, everyone. Welcome to Take the Stage Opera Podcast. Today's episode is part three in a series we've titled What I Didn't Learn in School. Most performing artists step out of college with fresh eyes ready to take on the world, and then they realize that a career in performance is so much more than just the hours in the practice room and living out of a suitcase. I mean, hopefully they've been warmed at about that, but here to make that transition a little easier in episode 22 to all the young singers. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo. Thank you for joining us today, everyone. I'm your host, Evan Dunn, and I'm here with my co-host, Mariah Wilcox. How are you? I am good, Evan. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's been a little bit of a crazy day. My Yes, we couldn't find your wife for a while. Couldn't find my wife, had the kids, and we're like, the kids are going to join us for this episode, maybe. <laughs> we were like, what are we going to do? And then we just gave them to a stranger, basically. <laughs> we said, can you watch them? No, we gave them to a trusted babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> but we made it here. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And we're getting ready for Valentine's Day. Which is... Everyone's favorite holiday, is it not? I, I think I think our guest today made a post about it on Facebook about how she doesn't like it. It's so like I can't wait to hear the about most anxiety inducing. <laughs> In fact, I was telling Mariah earlier, um, she was like, what what are you and your wife going to do? And I'm like, well, we're currently playing this guessing game where I come up with an idea and she says, no, let's not do that. And then I say, well, what do you want to do? And she says, anything. Nice. So then I come up with another idea. <laughs> you know what I just remembered? What? Do you remember in our junior year of college when I was gifted a heart-shaped cookie cake for Valentine's Day? No. You don't remember no. this? I sat in the lobby of the music building with a sign that said, feed me. <laughs> and I would give people a piece of the cake if they would feed me a piece of the cake romantically. I have. We should attach those pictures oh, to the... Cute. I was wild. I was dumb. Good. (laughs) Well, anyway, um, I would like to introduce our guest, and she sings a killer queen of the night on TikTok. Her name is Teresa Castillo. Welcome. Hi. So Teresa Castillo has been hailed by the San Francisco Gate as a standout, bringing vocal power and florid excellence. She has performed with Knoxville Opera, Opera Theater St. Louis, Central City Opera, and the prestigious Marilla program. She is also the recipient of several several prestigious awards, such as the George London Award and the Jensen Foundation. Yeah, so I think I saw Teresa first on TikTok singing that truly like jaw-dropping performance of Queen in front of like a freaking Christmas tree which was amazing um but she's also a part of a Facebook page called the Young Artists Tracker Community which if our listeners are seriously considering a career in the arts you should really join this page it will enlighten you 
Um, but on the page, she wrote a post that was titled To the Young Singers on here. And that really caught my eye because what she had to say was very simple, but really brilliant. So my first question to you, Teresa, is what what made you write that post? Yeah, I wrote that. Um, oh, gosh, I think I was on like I get in these grooves where I'm like, I'm going to give a lot of advice that no one asked for. <laughs> <laughs> you know I think everyone is secretly asking those questions though they're asking for that advice they just like don't know how to ask it or who to ask yeah, it to. Sure. you know so I thought it was great you're preaching to the choir because that's exactly what we do all day, every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. that is true <laughs> no one asked us to start this podcast I mean it's it's just like I said I didn't a lot of the things that I learned after school um have been so much more valuable than than Mm -hmm. I mean not to say anything bad about music history because it is important to know that um sure but it just I don't know I like I would have I would have it would have served me so much more if I knew what the life was actually like Mm, yeah it's kind of like it's kind of like when you learn algebra in school but then like you never use algebra in real life unless (laughs) I don't know, there's specific jobs, I guess, that you probably would. Right. But in music, I mean, it's just, I don't know. Nobody's going around asking me when Mozart was born, you know? Yes. Yeah. Irrelevant. And, you know, I remember when I was an undergrad, I was like, I know this career is hard, but it's what I want to do. And if I work hard enough, it's just going to work. And I didn't, like, know, like, what kind of hard work that entailed. Like, I had no idea what, like, I've, I've been working hard this whole time. But like, am I going in the direction I want to go? I, you know, I'm not sure because I wasn't, you know, directed there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's kind of the same thing for me. Like, oh, I went to the University of Denver and Hmm. I mean, it was a good school, but I will say that, I mean, honestly, some of the teachers were kind of out of touch and Hmm. even some instructors in New York are out of touch who claim to be sure. and are in the middle of the scene. Right. It's just, I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's especially my duty as an older singer who's still kind of in the beginning of her career to yeah. help inform younger singers about what it really is like. So they're not so confused and just shocked. Like I was when I, when I came yes. out. Of- okay. Teresa. So what is it really like? What? <laughs> Well, okay. So I kind of think of it this way. Um, You have like three categories of singers. I'm just going to lump us all into categories. How about that? That's fun. Great. Great. Perfect. Fox us up Uh, right away. (laughs) Up right away. You have have one group of singers that is, so everyone is talented, right? Everyone has something. Honestly, everyone is talented. Everyone has something to offer and everyone has a voice that is valid. So you have mm-hmm. some people who have been chosen by the opera gods to go on to these really <laughs> big programs right away. So that's section right. one. Um, section two is people who are able to afford the lifestyle and not necessarily mm-hmm. have to worry so much about working 40 hours a week, working multiple jobs. Um, money is not really an issue to them. It is an issue. Right. But it's not an issue, if you know what right. I'm saying. 
So sure. then you have the other category is people <clears throat> who money is an issue. And I fall in that category. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like most of yeah. us probably <laughs> yeah, do, yeah. right? Exactly. Yes. So I, I just like, I don't come from a lot of money. I don't come from a mm-hmm. uh, necessarily like really poor family. I come from a lower middle class family and my parents, they couldn't afford to pay for all my lessons after school. It's just, there are so many expenses. And if you don't come from money or if you don't have someone financially supporting you in some way, then you have to work and you have to find jobs that allow you to leave when you need to leave, which is incredibly difficult. Very difficult. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been going from, from there, basically it's, I still work. I have like, yeah. (laughs) So I, I nanny, I have a church job. I work for Mm -hmm. an e-commerce company. Oh my gosh. So I do. Yeah. Wow. Yes. All the things. And I, I, I mean, I may have been a finalist last year in the George London competition. I may have won a Jensen award. I may have done this and that. I may have gone to Marilla. I still have to work this many jobs. Four jobs. Yeah. Yeah. To support myself because it's expensive to live here. And um, my teacher now costs $210 an hour. So I know <laughs> I actually stopped paying for Yap Tracker because I was like, I'm just going to save $55. Mm. Why yes. not? Why not? Yeah. But, um, I know. I will say like, I don't, I don't know if you had any teachers. I, I had teachers no, uh, no matter like how out of touch or in touch or whatever they are. Um, I, I still feel like everybody has a teacher, at least one that says, if you, you really, really have to love this career to do it because it's so difficult. Right. And I did have people tell me that and I do love it. And so that's why I'm still working my four jobs and still just trying to make people Aww, laugh and I trying to that. sing. <laughs> it actually, it's a beautiful thing that yeah. like, if you find something that you love enough to do all of this mm-hmm. and and you and it feels fulfilling nonetheless. And who knows? Maybe one day down the road you'll think, hmm, I'm ready to do something else. I've I've wondered that myself. Like, I wonder how long I can keep this up. <laughs> you know, working a million jobs. But in the meantime, that's kind of like don't you feel a little lucky that you get to do what you love? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's so funny. So I babysit for these two really, really wonderful girls. And one of them the other day asked me, she's like, Teresa, can I ask you a question? Do you <laughs> like working four jobs? <laughs> yeah, they know. And so I told her, I was like, you know what? No, I don't. I don't. I don't like working four jobs. I wish I had more time to work on my music. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like for, for living in New York, I, I do have to have that many jobs because of because I am I do completely right. support myself. Mm-hmm. And I, and I do like to have money to be able to eat out every once in a while or like buy yeah. a pair of pants. <laughs> you know? um, Basic necessity. I feel like buying a pair of pants has become like a theme for our <laughs> podcast. It's like, that's like, that's like a big deal for an opera singer is like, you know what? I need a pair I of pants. I went out and I bought those pants. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's walk through a little bit of that financial, like what? What sorts of advice 
what advice do you give to young singers about finance? Okay, great. So I am lucky enough. I have a, I have a friend who is a financial advisor and and he sat down with me two years ago. He was like, Teresa, I see that you are making money. And I also see the way you spend money (laughs) and I want to help you. Oh, that's so, that's a great friend. So nice. So what we did, what he helped me do was first, uh, there were two categories. So, um, how much money I make from every job and, and in a month or whatever, um, and how much I spend. So like cars, um, bills, food, if you drive a car, gas, I don't drive a car, but you need money for gas if you do drive. And pants, pants, all of those pairs of pants. Yeah, application fees, etc. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what we did was um, on that spreadsheet, uh, we compared the two numbers and it, and then we went through everything that I spend. And he mm-hmm. said, what of this is necessary? What do you mm-hmm. need to spend your money on? And we went through everything. I found lots of things that I didn't need. So then he said, okay, we're going to get rid of these things. Shopping, I like. I, I think it's unreasonable to expect somebody to not shop every month. So we're going to create a budget for that. <laughs> yes. And same thing for food. There's a budget for food, budget for eating out, budget for taking cars, etc. And we took that number and then compared it to the amount of money that I make every month, and how. And so then I knew how much I needed to have in my bank account at the end of the month to survive or just throughout the month. Mm. Um, but that was the first step. So I created a budget, which is very, very important. <laughs> first yes, step. First step. And, um, my budget wasn't super strict. I know it's more strict for others. And I totally like, I don't blame people for not, I would never blame anybody for not wanting to work four jobs. It's just, I'm kind of a workaholic. And so, and I, I thrive in, in high stress situations. So it works for me, but it doesn't work for everyone. But I would say the very first thing is to create a budget. Um, and then within that budget, I mean, absolutely create uh, a savings account. Some people say, you know, have an, you can also set up an IRA through, mm-hmm. I have one already set up through um, an old job of mine. So I don't, I'm not, oh, nice. I don't even, I honestly don't know what it is like to set up one. That's something that I would suggest, um, a young singer should approach a financial advisor or someone like at a bank. I will add, I will add about IRAs. It's very easy. You can, you can go to like Fidelity or Vanguard and set one up in a matter of probably a half an hour and start investing in what you just connect your bank accounts to it all online transfer you can even set up automatic deposits it's very easy and you can do it for low fees if you find the right place to do it like vanguard or so perfect definitely it's if you have it in a job that's great but yeah i would say absolutely and then people need to know that once you have money if you have money in a retirement fund um the money that you put in you cannot take out without a fee until you are a certain age so people need to know that Another part of that, I would say it's really important to start establishing credit as well. Yes. So, uh, for example, if you have a bank, you can get it. You can usually get a credit card through your bank. 
And if you have that yeah. credit card, you use that only, don't be like, don't be dumb like I was and buy all these clothes <laughs> and then you're in debt. And then you're like, why did I do that? Don't do that. I, with the credit card, I would suggest only spending what you know you can pay off in a month. Or you can get one, like I have a, a an Amex with Delta, so I get mine. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But you can do that with other airlines. That's also beneficial because then yes you can use those miles later on when you have to travel when there is no longer a global pandemic again looking forward to that right (laughs) and also like you know there's perks like you can get i think discover you can get um uh awards and stuff Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. otherwise leave it alone it's there to help you build credit because if you do move to New York, you need to have a high credit score or a really good guarantor, preferably both. <laughs> really? Yeah. Moving here is in- intense. So you have to have like, I would say it's it's best to have three times the rent ready to just be gone from your bank account. Uh, yeah, three times the rent. You need to have a high credit score, um, a guarantor. Uh, you personally have to make... I know the guarantor has to make 40 times the rent, but anyways, you have to, it's something crazy like that. And then you have to pay okay. all these fees. So I didn't know that moving here. I, I moved here with $3,000 and it was not enough. So, I mean, money, money's a big, a really big part of this and it can make, Yes. I mean, it can stress a singer out. Yeah. We talk about it a lot. We talk about how money is like one of the number one reasons why people stop singing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really sad. It is, it is really sad because honestly, it's avoidable. Yes. 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 Right. It's a skill that you can learn. Yeah, absolutely. To, you know, gain wealth and use your wealth wisely and save and prepare. And it's yeah. hard. It's not. Yeah, not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> so on the topic of money, in your post that you made on Facebook, you talked about not going to grad school unless you get a full ride. Can you talk to me about that? If you don't have a full ride or unless you're getting guaranteed, guaranteed, excellent connections that are going to help you in your career and guide you and know what is going on, don't go. It is not worth it. It really isn't. I I don't completely regret it. Because I did learn, I made some good friends and, and I did, <laughs> and I learned how to <clears throat> write grant proposals, which has been, which has served me very well. Mm. But even then, honestly, mm. you can learn how to do that if you just Google it and you just, sure. and if you like singers, I feel like are inherently very smart people. So if we just read, like, we'll figure it out, yes. <laughs> you yeah. know? Or just like ask someone. Yes. Yes. Actually, my favorite thing that you said in your post was that you need to learn how to tell rich people that you are poor and learn how to write it eloquently. So, and I mean, I have many questions about this, but can you give us some examples of like who you have written to in the past and what you have said and where you even found donors to help you out? Yeah, of course. Okay. So I've been to lots of pay to sings and I never paid for that. Mm. No, that's not. I paid for one. I didn't pay for any of the other ones. And the reason is because I wrote them letters. And so usually when you look for a grant, um, you look on Yap Tracker or you Google it, 
if you, depending on what state you live in, sometimes there are specific grants for specific people. So I am Hispanic. So I looked for um, Hispanic grants or grants for Hispanic mm, people, yeah. uh, first generation. Uh, actually, that's a good one. There's a lot of grants for yeah. people who are first generation um I mean, really, if you are, if you're a first generation, anything in this country, I feel like there's, there's a lot of money to be found. You just have to look for it. Mm. Um, and also, and you said you found these just on Yap Tracker no, or where else? A lot of these I Googled. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah. Like I, I've spent a lot of time Googling scholarships in Colorado when I lived in Colorado, grants for musicians uh. in Colorado, grants for Hispanic musicians in Colorado, grants for... Soprano. Just Google as many things as possible and as many different variations. Yes, exactly. As many things as possible. And so a few things popped up for me. Now, as for grants, so one of the ones that I got uh, money from multiple times is called the Allied Arts, and that is a Colorado-specific one. But basically what I did is I really like to go above and beyond what they ask and not in an annoying way because there, there is a fine line. So usually they will, well, they used to ask for DVDs, <laughs> DVDs and DVDs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You guys remember that? Yes. Oh, yes. Um, so thankfully we can do MP3s now and like YouTube videos. It's so much easier, but, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> but um, when I wrote the Allied Arts, I wrote them a very formal letter saying, uh, hello, my name is Teresa Castillo. I am a soprano based in Colorado. I study with this person. I go to these places. My family cannot financially support me, so I am completely on my own. And your support would make such a difference in my life and in my career. And I would be so incredibly honored and grateful to like really just like lay it on thick. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like that's, that's one of the best ways to do it. Like there, again, there's, there's a, an appropriate way to do that in an inappropriate way. Um, so mm -hmm. I would always have someone look over that, but make it personal. Right, yeah. Tell them what, what music means to you. I always find mm. when I make things personal and when I explain to people just how much I love singing and why I'm doing it, that they are more willing to listen to me and more open to mm. giving me money and helping me. Wow. And, um, oh, this is something I recently started doing. Um, as for recordings, I only send in recordings that move me. Mm. So <clears throat> what I mean by that is I will record myself and we're all our own worst critics. But if I listen to it, I try to be as objective as possible, like listen as an audience member. And if I am not moved by my own singing, then I do not send it and I re-record it. Mm. Because I mean, if you're not moved, then the person, right. the other person who's listening is not moved. They're probably not. Gonna be moved. Right. So that's one thing. Um, another is making sure that your resume is like, and by that, I mean, everything <laughs> is in its place. The spacing is okay. right. All the columns line up. Everything is spelled correctly. Every umlaut is in place. Every everything is, mm -hmm. is just perfect. And also, 
do not lie on your resume or in your bio. <laughs> this is a very small community. Yes. People, as we saw with that competition, people <laughs> figure things out real quick. So you just sent me your bio and I loved that at the end of your bio, you put some non-vocal skills. So you play flute, ukulele and juggling. Yeah. So why do you put that in your bio? Well, I mean, we all have to have something special about us. We all have something special about us. Yeah. And also it is, it is so important for singers to do things outside of singing. Mm, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. To know how to do other things. Please don't just listen to opera, listen to other music. The more I listen yeah. to other styles, the better musician I become. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Honestly, it, it'll help the panel remember who you are. They right? see so yeah. many people, yeah. anything. Because if they're like, oh, it's that girl <laughs> that, that knows how to jump. That, yeah, that girl that Yeah, and that's her, the, the weird one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. I think that's amazing. And it just being well-rounded and, and like yeah. having another aspect of your life that isn't singing, something else that you love that makes you feel good. Right. <laughs> okay, so all throughout your career, you get a million different pieces of advice of, of what you have to do, how you have to change, how you have to be better, how you kind of have to morph into what they want you to be. And somehow we're just never enough. And what what is that thing for you? What is that thing that you feel like you've not measured up and and how have you either worked around that or have you worked around it is it something that you still work on or or it's something that you just said i i don't need to work on this yeah maybe it's unimportant maybe it's just completely nothing to you yeah no i mean i'm glad you brought that up um i when i had an agent um i i like my agent go uh last summer um which is fine that's something that happens uh, I wasn't really feeling like I was getting direction on how I should look like my dressing and everything. Mm. So the most feedback I got was, oh, wear something that moves. It's like, what does that mean? Like, really, what right. does that mean? And so I would wear these different dresses and they never liked them. And then the feed, a lot of the feedback <laughs> that I got was like, oh, you know, they really liked your singing, but... I don't know. Maybe it was what you were wearing. I'm like, that's interesting. I'm sorry, but that's, if that's what it is, that's, that's stupid. It really, yeah. Because no one, no one, it was giving me any direction until finally one day I was just like, you know what? I don't care anymore. I'm just going to wear, I like this dress. I don't think this pattern Mm -hmm. is too, uh, distracting. Distracting. Yeah. I'm going to wear it. I feel, I feel pretty in it. I feel sexy in it. It's not overly revealing and, and I can sing in it. So I'm going to wear it. And that was the first time that my agent said, I love what you're wearing. Oh my god! I know. I finally wore what I want. Yes. So it's just, and it's so sad because it's really hard for, especially I have a friend who's very thin, naturally very, very thin. And she's been told by judges, don't wear don't wear anything that shows your arms because your arms are too thin and bony. Mm. Or my gosh. My friends who are not a size 6 who are who who are plus size. I mean like, oh my god, where do I even begin with that, you know? 
Like the amount of fat yeah. phobia that is in this industry is outrageous. Yeah. And it's like, you just, I, I find that, I mean, men have to deal with this too, but women, it's, it's almost like the judges and people critiquing us want us to apologize for the bodies that we were given. Yeah. Or like the style, like, uh, like this is my personality and this is what makes me feel good. And exactly. And the thing for some reason, I don't fit into your vision. And who cares? <laughs> yes. Or like, I have other friends who are, who are male, who are, who are gay and they dress too gay, like whatever that. Right. Who cares? What does that mean? Exactly. Who cares? I mean, really, it should be about the voice, but still, there are so many. I find a lot of singers who, um, and this is very unfortunate, a lot of singers who who are auditioning and auditioning and auditioning, and are getting nowhere because they're trying to fit into whatever the, they think the judges want. That's the biggest. Mm-hmm. What they think the judges want. Right. And it's never as if you can know that. Yeah, yes. and it's never what what you think someone wants is never going to be what they want. So like that should just leave your brain because you should say, oh, this is what I want. And if I want it bad enough, I can convince everyone around me. I don't have to apologize for who I am. And it's like, if you honestly, like I'm mad at myself for taking out my gauges, but my teacher said one of the most hateful things to me about it. He said, no one's going to hire you with those. And I quote Africa earlobes. I know. Oh, I know. My Take them out. Gosh. So as you see, I don't have size zero gauges anymore. I loved my gauges. They looked good in my ears. Just going to say, but yeah, I don't know. It's just like, if you want to do it, just do it. I mean, it might be difficult. Like if you have like a bunch of piercings in your face, it might be difficult, but at the same time, right. that's why we have makeup. If your hair is yellow, like bright yellow or orange, we have wigs if you have tattoos on your arms we have makeup if you want to wear that sheath dress or whatever and you know like just honestly just do it just do it yes who cares what they think uh (laughs) i think that is honestly my favorite answer to this question we have ever gotten (laughs) okay so for some lighter questions, yeah. we wanted to know if you have a book that you would recommend that everyone read, something that has helped you in your journey as a person or as a singer. Mm. Oh my gosh, what a great question. I'm a big fan of fiction. I really Me like too. surrealism. So like Ooh. one of my favorite authors is a Japanese author. His name is Haruki Murakami and his stuff is like, it goes on the ver. It's like on the verge of being absurd. Yeah, I, I don't know how else to describe it, but I I really like things like that because it stretches my imagination. Yeah. And yes. To be a singer, you have to be. You have to ha- have a really, really big imagination. Yes. <sighs> That's so fun. Yeah. And I also really yes. like Kurt Vonnegut. Actually, I was reading this Vonnegut book. I had to set it down because I was like, man, I'm having an existential crisis reading this book. I cannot read this right now. I need to go look at cat memes. <laughs> I got back to it, and I was able. To, I mean, I'm still not done with it. I'm I'm being really lazy about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
And what is your dream role? Oh my gosh. Honestly, <laughs> I'll never sing it because it's not my voice type, but that'll make. Love it. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. A little bit of crazy, please. Oh yeah. I just if if that's not your dream role, like you're lying. That's everyone's dream role. <laughs> but the, okay, that's a dream role that I can't sing. Dream role that I can sing. It's a tie. It's a three-way tie. <laughs> <laughs> four-way I'm just kidding it's a three-way tie <laughs> um, between Lucia which I have covered and I know uh -huh. the whole role I just oh my god I love I love Lucia mm -hmm. and yeah. I, I think that you know he's I, I'm also a really big horror fan so like oh yeah yeah so I, I just feel like there's a lot of like Lucia clearly has a mental illness Yes. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. And I just think it would be so fun to, in an actual production to, to dive into that with the director yes. and just like make her, I don't know. It's so sad because like, well, because people just didn't get it. They just thought she was being hysterical, right. but no, she had something wrong with her. So that Violetta and Servinetta, those are my top. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for taking your time to talk with of us course. today. It's been a pleasure really? meeting you and getting to talk to you a little bit. Yeah, of course. it's The pleasure is all mine. For anyone wanting to know Teresa a little bit better, you can follow her on Insta at, is it Tika Teresa? Uh -huh. Tika Teresa. Tika Teresa. T-I-C-A Teresa. Teresa, T-E-R-E-S-A. And on TikTok at Teresa.Zilla. Yeah, like Zilla. Z-I-L-L-A, Teresa.Zilla. Cool. Amazing. And she's awesome. Like, I love, I love watching her thanks. I get bored easily, so I do things. <laughs> and to our friends out in the audience, thank you for joining us. Remember that you are powerful. Remember that your career is your own. Your voice is powerful, and we need your creative, artistic self out in the world. So with that, stop waiting in the wings. Go out and take the stage. In Boca Lupo. Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast. We love hearing from you, so please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material. 